Hey, good morning. We're live. We, yeah, we live. Lots of women share the radio show. We're live here. What happened? No. No, we just we're don't. here. We're gonna we move are on. here. We're live. It gets no better than this. Voltage women share. <laughs> Gabby Sue, how are you this morning? See. Oh, I am great. Jack in the Box, <laughs> a.k.a. Southern Bell, a.k.a. Isha. Listen, <laughs> we live, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we live. It's okay, a beautiful yeah. thing to be back. It is. It's a yeah, beautiful Saturday. I mean, Good we've morning. been gone for a week, you know? Takara been gone for a week. We've we, we been right here, Gab. I've been right here. <laughs> Last week we were. I was here last week on the show. You were. I was. We we had Jay Styles yeah. giving us. The you dipped dish. out a little early on us. That's, that's what that what was. I did. That's I did a little what early. that was. Yeah, but we're here. You here? It's and you done been morning. out of town and in town. So yeah, yes. you back. Yes, back, back, and back. <laughs> well, back, back, and back. <laughs> Could have did a little Leah, but I decided not to. Go That's ahead. not my anointing right there, you know. Go ahead. On who you are, staying in your lane, you know what I'm saying? Hey, man. You know, I'm just saying. That's that's not it, you know. Um, yeah. The weather is nice. It is. You know, it's supposed to be like a high of 70 today. Yeah. Which is that whole Indian high summer. High of 70? Yes, ma'am. That's what Bye. my app said. They lying. <laughs> I'm sure. It's a little chilly right now. It is, but I'll it's take it. Nice it's nice I mean, if it's yeah. going to be 70, I'll take it too, but I feel like they lying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They probably are. Who knows? But let's kick off the show a little bit different. We're going to play one of our favorites here. Um, hopefully, is y'all can. Our favorite? Like, as a collective? Oh. I'm just wondering. I just want to know. Okay. It's the car's favorite. It's a song. great song. I don't know the song, so I'm excited. It's a great song. It's our favorite. Oh, uh, the collective. Here she go. Early in the AM. I am. Okay, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> or she's one of my favorites. India Ari. She's oh, yeah. timeless. Oh. She's dope. Yeah. She's timeless. She really is. So let's play a little song, a little, a little portion of her song, and we'll be right back. All right, let's do this. Touches my soul and my spirit. 
It's so natural to make a light Cause he's a perfect compliment Cause I'm embossing my world But when we're together He just makes me feel like his girl He's giving me love So steady He touches my heart Now I'm ready He touches my soul on Sunday and fight and then make up again cause if life's gonna be crazy anyway I wanna do it with you steady love hey ooh um, steady love he's a good father he's a good cook loves his basketball and he loves a good book I'll tell you how I know he's the perfect one for me cause he's a warrior in the streets but he's a king in the sheets he's giving me love so steady he touches my heart now I'm ready he touches my soul and my spirit he's giving me love so steady he's giving me love so steady can't go wrong with starting off the radio show with a little India. That was beautiful. I love India. Awesome. <laughs> I love India. She's classy. Mm. She is. She's very real with her lyrics. It's nothing fake and phony and just authentic. Yeah. Mm. Can't go wrong with that. It's that type. Like her, Erica, and uh, Lauren. Yeah. Those are my top three. I love Erica them. Badu. Badu, boo. Okay, I'm to make sure. I was like, which one? <laughs> what other one is there? Right? Hey. <laughs> Erica, you know. <laughs> you know, I be listening to the mother Ericas. Oh, <laughs> no, there's only one. Erica Mena? No, no. not right. her. <laughs> right. Exactly. I had to make sure. No. <laughs> I, just saying. Hold on. Everybody like a little ratchet in them. A little bit, yeah. You right, just a little bit. Hello. Liz, welcome, welcome. Hey y'all, I've been missing y'all so much. Aww. Yeah, we're missing you too. It's good to have you here. Thank you for having me. Well deserved. Oh, thank you. Look, you know, you part of the family. Yes. Yes. Anytime. 
So we're going to talk about some topics that are um, needing to be talked about, especially it's Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And our caller, Natasha White, will be calling in at about 945 just to talk about that and her life journey with how she's overcome being, um, I hate using the word victim, but being exposed to domestic violence. I think that's a better way to phrase that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so even talking about mental awareness, depression, anxiety, things that face our lives period no matter what race ethnicity you are it's something that we deal with and how to deal with it um i know in the african-american culture i mean the awareness is becoming stronger Mm -hmm. and more effective ways are coming to our culture and, and to embrace it but there's still a lot of room to grow when it comes to accepting mental awareness yes Mm -hmm. so even just talking about the why you know what what are some of the things that we've heard you know growing up that can be those stumbling blocks of why people in the african-american culture specifically i couldn't get my word out so i did a rewind Specifically, why we struggle with that. I got one. Okay. What happens in this house stays in this house. So that's a powerful one. Absolutely. It's a generational thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's been passed down from generation to generation. You just got to deal with it or pray about it. Period. The end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which prayer works. However, however um, faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and in addition to prayer, you need to actively do other things Mm -hmm. to help you out of whatever funk you're in true and i think a lot of it too is just not knowing how you know what i mean i think you know people always use that phrase take it day by day and i think you know generations before us they saw that as okay you know believing that each day was going to get better but maybe not having the tools um to know how to like really work through whatever hurt and traumas they face yeah Mm -hmm. so they just literally take they're taking it day by day and they're just living life not realizing that's like hurt on top of hurt on top of trauma on top of sadness that they have buried and they haven't even um dived into so they're carrying that stuff you and it becomes I mean? who they are Absolutely. Yeah. and they're not even aware of how their life experiences and the things that they go through, the people that they interact with, how that kind of shapes them as a person and then how in turn they interact uh, with other people, um, you know, and that's why it's generational because we pass that hurt along to our kids and then they pass it on to their kids. And it's just like we ne- if you never address it, it's always going to be there. Yeah, how does the cycle actually end on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I, a lot of it from what you guys just mentioned, um, just being able to not feel like you're alone about it as well, mm-hmm. but discuss it within the household, even if it does stay in this house. It's like, well, how can we, you know, let's talk about it. At least. You yeah. know, uh, because not talking about it does way more damage when you keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the biggest thing on the end. Just feel like. You're alone within the situation and there's no one else thinking or acting or dealing with the type of things that you're dealing with. And if we don't have open discussions about it, 
it, it just continues on to that cycle. And yeah. Passing it on. Absolutely. I think even if, like, a professional should be involved, because some parents don't talk because they don't know how to talk and right. address certain situations, um, but you have people who specialize in that, who study this type of thing, who can actually implement certain things to help get you through, whereas if you're just talking about it constantly, it's just like you're reliving the trauma without really um, effectively addressing it. So, and, and we do stray away from mental health a lot in our community, mm-hmm. um, even so much so that I didn't even want to work in it. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't understand it's it. It's so heavy. It, it, it is heavy, but even before I knew how heavy it was, I just, like, I knew that's not what I want to do. And, of course, how God is, I ended up doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I learned a lot, and I've seen a lot, and, I, you know, that further prepares you to help others and to also help yourself. Um, so it's, it's best not to kind of shy away from certain things you don't know. That's why you don't don't want to interact with it or don't want to address it. But it's just like you know better, you do better. Yeah. With yeah. a lot of different things in life, so I think that we kind of shortchange or sabotage ourselves when it comes to um, just progressing in general because we don't know. There's a lot that we don't know. Yeah, and it's hard work, I and mean, we talk about that all the time. I think for me, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, for me when I started. Um, going to you know see a therapist I didn't realize that it's literally about you I thought I was gonna go in there and this person did this this person said that yeah and kind of feel justified and there were times where I did feel justified in feeling how I felt Mm -hmm. and reacting to certain things um and like you said you know what people say to us and do to us it does shape the way we think and how we act and treat each other but it came to a point where she was just like you know you have to take your power back you know what i mean and i thought i was just going to play the blame game like it's everybody mm-hmm. else's fault yeah. you know what yeah. i mean because it gets fr- even now sometimes it's frustrating for me because i have to undo the hurt and the pain that I didn't even start or cause. I'm like, this isn't even my fault, and I'm dealing with it. But it's this. your pain, it's my and you pain, have to right. decide what you're going to do with it. Either you're going to hold on to it or you're going to let it go. Or let it go. Yeah, and in some certain situations, you have to learn to heal yourself. You can't wait on the other person to do oh, it. Oh, heck you know. Cause, and I realized, too, in that, not waiting on other people, um, now that I'm in a better mental space, mm-hmm. I realize, you know, um, A... I have been the toxic person, mm-hmm. whether it's in a friendship or a relationship, mm-hmm. which was a hard pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. Um, and B, just like I didn't have the tools at one point or um, the capacity to love or care for people the way they should have been based off of how I was treated, the same thing goes to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's just like, oh, you just don't have it. Like, yeah. based off of how you were raised or something that mm-hmm. happened to you, you don't have it. so it helps you have compassion for people mm-hmm. um and, oh and i hate that i have compassion sometimes why <laughs> no not all the time sometimes depending on what somebody has done to me i'll be like dang like yeah. i gotta show you some grace no yes because that's, that's the same grace 
that God gives us. I yeah. know, and it'd be so stupid. I'd be like, God, look, G, you like, have to please. suck that one up, right? But no, you do. You really do. Got to chop it up and be like, yeah. okay, I get it. But I mean, even having that perspective, it does help with your growth and your healing too, and the forgiveness process. But when you start to heal, you really do have compassion. Like, wow, they just really didn't have it. Something, and I'm always like looking at somebody like, dang, what happened in your like? What trauma have you not like? <laughs> Yeah. Or a dress mm-hmm. that got you acting this way, like yeah. wow, it's something. So, mm-hmm. like your whole perspective, really, it really shifts. I think it's powerful what you said, Gabby. Because when you go to a therapist, <laughs> you're really thinking that okay, cool, I can dump, I can really talk about you know who did the what, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Mm-hmm. And when you really find out that okay, yeah, a portion of it is you know being able to dump and things of that nature, but the real healing does start with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an uncomfortable feeling at first. At least it was for me it's in my so experience. And <laughs> it really makes you dig. Um, because when you really think about the foundation of something, specifically a tree, the roots are thick. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times if you think about, you know, like right now, a tree, it's fall. So the leaves are falling, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's cool. You know, you can take the the rake and remove the leaves and you're back to seeing the surface but you're just seeing the surface you got to go digger you got to go deeper to really figure out the roots of why the tree is as big as it is and understanding the different branches and that's our life that's who that's who we are that's what we represent as well and so i mean for me just going to therapy I thought I was going to talk about my daddy issues and how he did this and how he did that mm-hmm. and woo, 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 get it out so I can be free and blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> it ended up being so much more and it ended up being me really being able to share about things that what goes on in this house, stay in this house, you know, things that I needed to get out to be my better self and not just for me, but for those that I'm connected to and even those that I'm to minister to. And so, you know, doing the work is very rewarding. However, you have to have that mindset to go through it. And Mm. you're going to have to relive some of the things that has caused you pain, but not stay in that place. Mm. Understanding that you have to talk about it to be able to move from it for real. And when you, you go back to revisit it, you can talk about it from a healthier perspective and from a healed place to where you're not and you're not like this emotional wreck because you've actually dealt with it and that's the power in it and it really allows for you to become more stable in your thoughts and even the way that you see things and people you know it's funny because you're right Gabby there's times when you're like okay what did you go through what traumatic situations have you gone through that you haven't dealt with because you're able to see people in a different light because you were once that person Mm -hmm. before you did the work to be ABC one two three so it's really powerful to be able to have that awareness and then okay it's great to be aware now what are you going to do it takes action to really change your mindset and your perspective on childhood hurts or pains or even adult um, adulthood hurts and pains but a lot of why we are who we are stems from our environment as children Mm-hmm. The things that we've seen, the things that we may have seen that we might not be able to have articulated, but still have planted a seed in our brains that has manifested into who we are to really be able to go back and deal with it and be healed from it for real. 
and even just being a coach, I see specifically the women I deal with in their 50s, sometimes 60s, so much hurt and pain and trauma that they haven't dealt with. And so now, you know, unintentionally, they're wondering why their daughter is going through the same thing they've gone through. And so, you know, then it's like, they want to blame themselves, but it, it's not so much to blame yourself. It's now you're aware of how you're going to unpack it and yeah. do something with it. So your daughter can now see that you are the one who's doing something to be a better person. So now she can take that on instead of the hurt and pain that she's been carrying. Yeah. So it's just the, it's, it's an amazing thing when you really realize the power of your mental capacity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The power of the mind is not a joke. No, that's Drake. But anyway, Drake. But no, that's so, that's so real though. Because once you change your perspective of how you perceive the events and experiences that you go through, it's just like it'll change everything. Because if you look at it from a victim standpoint, you're always going to be a victim. Yeah. And it's always going to be, poor me, he did this, she did this to me. Yeah. yeah. Instead of, okay, this happened to me, what can I learn from this situation? Right. It's just so, asking a different question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, Boom. yeah. And That's you it. can change your whole, pretty much your whole life by changing your mind and how you think mm-hmm. about things. Because it's just like, this This was here to grow you. God knows what it takes to get you to that next level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he has to break us down to build us my, up. My, but my. everything we go through there a lesson so I saw a quote uh, it says you win some and you learn some Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah I mean if 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 people look at life that way you can break those cycles and those generational curses and better teach your children and the generations after you how to deal when things come up against them because they're coming it's not if it's when it's when so I mean in the most you know, traumatic thing you can think of, it could happen. Absolutely. It's a possibility that it could happen and it could be to you. We've all have stories. Man, look, Mm -hmm. and I I love that you said that because segueing into um, before Natasha comes on and talks about her story, um, it's Domestic Violence Awareness Month and um, myself, I've gone through that and I remember me saying to myself years before I went through it, that would never be me. Yeah. I would never go through that. Mm -hmm. I would never let a man hit on me. I would never let a man be... I remember it. And we're so so, quick to give advice from our perspective to the person that's in the situation. You should do this or I would have done this, but you never know. You never know. You never know. And it's interesting because now that I've gone through it and... I remember back in 2017, I was a part of a collaboration. Um, It was a co-authored book, and it was debuted in um, Bangkok before we brought it here to the U.S. And so just me and I think it was like five other women, we were sharing our stories. And in my chapter, one of my segues was talking about the sea of black and blue. And I was talking about my experience of going through a relationship with um, this cat who was violent. And I remember telling myself, man, what was I thinking? Like writing it. I was like, what was I thinking going through this? 
you know, <laughs> where was I? You know, and I told myself I would never allow myself to be in that spot. And I was. And just to be able to share that with people, it's empowering because you never know where you're going to end up. You can never say that you're not going to go through never blah, say blah, say blah. Mm-hmm. And me going through it was quite the experience for many reasons one just understanding that never say never Two, you know understanding your power as a woman it took for me to go through that to even embrace it the more of how much power i do have Mm -hmm. and to understand that yes this did happen however it doesn't define me as an individual um it's a part of my story and the guy that was my abuser for years when i say years i mean years he was like i'm sorry i'm like dude that happened over 10 years ago i'm gonna need for you to forgive yourself because i moved on Mm. you know so you know and he was only displaying what he saw in the home right with his parents and things of that nature so you know it's those learned behaviors that we see but really don't know that we're owning them it's yeah. hidden in it's your hidden. subconscious and like so you really don't, you really don't I mean, know it, just it know. was normalized so yeah why yeah and it, it doesn't excuse his behavior but it gives you perspective mm-hmm. like if that's what was normal to you in your home then it only makes sense that you would do that do the same thing right and it's interesting because like i didn't grow up like that but it was like I allowed after I came out of it, I realized I allowed for him to Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. That's why I say just the whole power piece of it as women. First of all, we have more power than we give ourselves credit for. We really do. We are powerful beings. And so me going through that was empowering for so many levels. But I remember I was at an event that I hosted and I was sharing my story and my mom was there. I think it was like she had read the book, <laughs> but she was still in her feelings about reading the book. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. that's her baby. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so as I was sharing it even the more, she in the background talking about if I would have known, I would have done it. And I'm like, Ma, this ain't about you. Get over yourself. <laughs> Get over yourself. Yeah. You know, but when you um, are empowered to share your story from a place of healing, you know, even if one person is able to um, join in with you or be able to get something from what you're sharing, you won. And there was one woman, she was sitting in the back and she was just crying. And so afterwards, I went over to her and I hugged her and she was like, my daughter last night just share with me that she'd been through what you've been through. Mm-hmm. And your yeah. stories are almost the same. And she's like, I just don't understand what she was thinking and how she could allow herself to get into this and da da da. And I just ministered from my heart, just from my experience to her. And she's just crying and I'm just loving on her. And it's just, you never know who's in the room who needs to hear yeah, what yeah. you've been through. And it might not direct directly affect her as her being the one who was abused, but it's her child. Yeah. So, I, you know, you never know. And it, I'm thankful that I've went through something like this to be able to pour out and to help others to come through. Cause it's no joke. You know, you're, you're wondering why you, and then the flip side to that is why not you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the reality of it. Like, why not you? What makes you so exempt that this can't happen to you? And with saying that, one in four women and one in seven men will experience domestic violence in their lifetime. 
So you, who knows? You know, one of us four, and I'm that one mm-hmm. sitting around the table. I say, see, now, now we just change the stats, <laughs> two and four. Yeah, you know, so you never know. So I mean, and when people automatically think about domestic violence, they automatically think about women. <laughs> no, <laughs> men are experiencing it too. Men experience abuse. <laughs> I and never I feel knew. Like a lot of women. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to change my verbiage because um, I want to be sensitive to the topic. Um, I don't think sometimes in certain situations we don't give men credit for stepping away and defending themselves when it gets to that point. I have mm. seen situations where the woman is coming at the man and he's like, yo, you need to chill out. You need to calm down. Yeah. And she's provoking him, calling it out of his name, maybe throwing things like in his face. Being and then when he aggressive. shakes you up, then you want to call the police and then he gets in trouble. But it's like, shorty, <laughs> sit down. Like, And I feel like at that point, what do you expect somebody to do if they're trying to walk away, if they're yeah. telling you to calm down? They're giving you warnings like, what do you expect? You know what I mean? And everyone... I hear a lot of people say, well, he should be able to control his emotions. He's a man. You should it be able to both control ways. your emotions. It goes both ways. Definitely. You're yeah. an adult. Like, that's not, that's, it's such a double standard when it comes to that. Yeah. You're a woman. Um, like, exactly. I it, don't think that's fair. You know, we all, you know, women always talk about equality. We want to be equal. Okay, well, let's talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Men get it too. Mm-hmm. You they know? Do. They get it a lot more than what they lead on or yeah. that more men are willing to confess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for uh, sure. Because at the end of the day, we're all human. We all go through things. And if a man can actually come out and say, like, look, I've, you know, they're too, most of the time, most men are just too embarrassed yeah. to admit yeah. to it. And, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of cases go undiscovered because they just don't know or they don't know how to express it or that's a sign of weakness mm-hmm. or, you know, you know, step up. It's like, you know, you're <laughs> constantly telling, you're constantly being told to step up. You'll take it like a G or be you're, a man about it. Don't, don't show your don't emotions. Don't show your emotions. Don't cry. You know, when. Be tough. Be tough. Be, be everything that, you know. You're not you, equipped to be. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Pretty much. Thank you. <laughs> yes. So it's just like, you know, and then women get it too, because then it's just like at the end of the day, oh, be sensitive, be, be this, be that. And it's just like a contradicting because I wasn't all, well, I wasn't raised to be super sensitive. Then again, if you talk to my mother, she probably said you different Um, (laughs) because she's so lovey dovey and she did express that love to Mm -hmm. me. And I'm like, I'm grateful. And some people didn't get it that way. Yeah. So you have to understand, like you just, there's a fine line between of understanding a person and being able to relate to that person. Um, and it's all about peeling back those layers. That's good. But if you're not able, if you're not willing or open enough to do, to do the work behind it, yeah, then you're just in this limbo kind of state where it's like, well, I don't understand you. Well, I don't understand you. Well, then you're constantly yeah. going to be going back and forth and not discovering the realness or the truth about you. Um, and I've found it so compelling because of course I've been going through them some things, but I found on um, Instagram D. Hello Hughley posted something profound. It says that um, I used to think that co- communication was key until I realized comprehension mm. is. You can mm. communicate Woo. all you want to someone, but if they don't understand you, it won't reach them the way 
you needed to. Listen. So when I heard that, I was just like, what like, I need from like you is light bulb, like aha yeah. moment. And it was just compelling to me. And it was just like, okay, well, that's so true because if I could, I could talk until I'm blue in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can have conversations and we can have dialect and we can, you know, sit there and be on the phone for three, four, five hours. But if it doesn't like make sense to you and Come you on. don't get it, then it's just like, okay, well, maybe I'm missing something. How can I reiterate? Yeah. There's yeah. definitely an art to communication. Well, that say that. Yes. People questions. don't really understand. <laughs> and I think questions. <laughs> when we talk, it's just like we come together to communicate our feelings and our perspectives, and that's it. Mm-hmm. We hear you, but we're not listening. There's a difference There's between a difference. hearing and listening. listening. Yeah. And then once you really listen, you have to put forth the effort to understand where this person is operating from. Mm-hmm. No matter if you agree with it or not, yeah. I understand why you did X, Y, Z because of this. And sometimes you may not even understand. You know what I mean? Just, but even having that conversation, like you were saying, I always try to make it a point like, okay, so what Like, what do you hear me say? Mm-hmm. And wow. the person needs to yeah. or like, or wow. someone's talking to Related. me. Reflective. That's reflective like, okay, listening, yeah. This is like what I'm hearing you say, and then we'll talk. And sometimes they'll be like, no, no. not That's, that's not, not what I say. Well, I don't understand, fam. Can you, like, try to say it a different way? Just wow. because, like, you – I hate when people – when I'm having a conversation with somebody and you can tell they're just talking to hear themselves talk mm-hmm. and not trying to gain that understanding. Yeesh. At that point, it's like, why, why am I even doing trying? this? Yeah. So this is pointless. pointless. And sometimes you can just shut a conversation down. Like, all right, we can just stop talking because there's no point. Yeah. Like, you're not even trying to see a different perspective. Yeah. If you so. realize that you're not putting in an effort in the in the conversation, just you just sitting there waiting on your turn, that that conversation is not going to be effective. You might as well stop Mm-mm. and go to bed and try it again. Like, yep. it's not going to work because you have to put forth that effort. Even the Bible says, in all thy getting, get an understanding. understanding. Yeah. And that's the only way you're going to be able to move forward from that situation. If not, guess what? It's going to come up again. Yep. And you're going to be having the over same over conversation again. over and over because there is no understanding. Yeah. That's good. Yep. Let's talk about depression. How many, it's, it's real. How, mm. Have you all dealt with it in some shape or form? I have. I'm still yeah. Dealing. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I think, but you know what? I think even when you're in a good place, um, especially if you've dealt with it for a really long time, you're still dealing with it in a sense because you have to wake up every day and decide how your day is going to go and what mm-hmm. you're going to do with your emotions. Yeah. And even if you're having a good day, you have to keep yourself motivated or if something happens to you that you weren't planning on happening that can affect you negative your emotions negatively Negatively. Mm -hmm. you literally have to decide okay is this gonna ruin the rest of my day and go into tomorrow or how am I gonna change my mindset for the rest of the day Mm -hmm. so it was one of those things for me I I don't want to speak for anybody else it's like a constant like okay what am I doing today like how am I going to um, attack these emotions, good and bad. Because right. sometimes, even when the good happens, um, it's like, dang, I don't deserve that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you start so to put yourself. I feel down. like I have imposter syndrome, where it's mm. like when something good happens, it's like, but the, it's like that. Why me? Type Yeesh. of thing, or is it real? Like or it doesn't it seem real? real because everything else that's 
been terrible and then this one good thing happens and it's just like should yeah. I be excited about this is like, it just gonna know. tease me and I'm Absolutely. gonna be you the know the thing is that we question too much you, you at the end of the day it's like I'm if something good if some <laughs> you've been praying for x y and z mm-hmm. whether it been some type of um sign or whether you've been praying for like a financial gain or whatever the case is and when that person whoever that sender is or that messenger is Mm -hmm. comes up and says oh you i think you needed this more than i did Mm. there you go and instead of just saying thank you yeah we question well, was this really meant for are me? Sure? Are you sure? Are you yeah. Sure? If I yeah. wasn't sure, I wouldn't have I wouldn't positioned myself you. to give this to <laughs> yeah, you. Like, but yeah, we do money, that. Thank you. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not questioning <laughs> nothing. <laughs> now I may question something else. If you, you know what I mean? Right. But if it's money, thank you. Because actually I'm going through something right now and it's like I'm trying to like get rid of my pod, right? I have a one-bedroom pod and I'm just like, you know what? I'm to that point now that it's like, okay, you know what? Someone needs a blessing. Yeah. Okay, because they can't afford mm. what I'm asking for. And I'm not even asking for much, but still. Mm. It's just like, you know Somebody what? Somebody needs it needs as much blessing. as you need to get rid, get of, rid of it. it. So I'm, I'm, the, yeah. just, I'm just going to go ahead and just donate this. Now, whoever Jesus. comes up and whoever says, I need this, come on. great. Come on over. Yeah. I, I've done that exact same thing. Um you know, I moved, you guys know I moved here a year ago. I still have my storage back home. Mm-hmm. My whole apartment is in there. And just found out that someone was in need, you know, of everything. So I'm just like, you can have it. If you can get it, you can have yeah, it. it. Like, yeah. just take it. Because, like, I'm losing money paying for the storage. Yeah. And, of course, I know God is going to bless me for blessing someone else. So, you know, if even if I don't get money off of it, you know, I spent money on it, I used it during the time that I have it, it's fine, you know, pass it to someone else who can really, you know, further benefit from it. It's just, be a blessing. Like, you can't receive with your hands closed. Exactly. And it's a blessing to be a blessing. I think it's really yeah. important. When I moved, I did the same thing. I got, well, God was telling me new beginnings, literally. That was mm. the year I was in. Everything that I was in was adding up to eight. It blew my mind. Like, I was living in central Illinois for 17 years and decided to move back up here. One plus seven is eight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The book that I came out with in set in, in 2017, my chapter happened to be on page 71. One plus seven was eight. Like all these things were adding up and eight was that number for me. Mm. And what I, what I had to do was learn how to be a blessing. And it, it's some things I'm like, man, I can really take this. I can use this. Yeah. Da, da. But like just listening to that voice and, you know, being obedient because the people that I gave things to I didn't they were right in my vicinity and I didn't know that they needed because they didn't say openly but Mm -hmm. God was like ask her and I was like look I got this 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 she was like oh my god but I forgot her situation something to do with she had just got a house she was looking to furnish her basement literally her whole basement was furnished with my furniture yeah and she needed her cousin needed a bed you know, just to be able to be in that position to be a blessing is huge because it's uh, it's you're setting yourself up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. because your motives are pure. 
Now, yeah. some people who just give because they, they know that it's reciprocal and somewhere down the road that they know that they're going to get it mm-hmm. out of the wrong motive, mm-hmm. then that's different. Yeah. But when you're really just like, you know what, I just want to be a blessing. To help someone else. To help yeah. someone Because yeah. we all know. Yeah. 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 We all know how it feels to be in need. Right. Or mm-hmm. to have, you Without. know, lack something. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. But we don't speak on it. No, no one feels... Um, I don't know. I guess secure enough to say that I need help. That, that's hard. I'm, I'm to that point now. I'm like, nah, forget it. Right. Right. You know, when, when certain situations come in your way, you Listen, know. I, let me tell you, that's a, that's a whole nother segue. And I believe that as soon as we get done with interviewing Natasha White, we can go ahead and talk about that because look here <laughs> that right there i'm gonna tell you god is doing something with me in that word right there and mm-hmm. it's blowing my mind it's just like those couple words but anyways enough about me natasha white are you in the building via skype with us uh yes yay <laughs> welcome to vault talks women share the radio show we're excited to have you aboard Natasha White is very dear and near to my heart. Yeah, she knows why. She's one of my clients that I've been coaching for over almost a year now. And oh, just wow. being able to awesome. see her transformation has been quite freaking amazing. And um, I really wanted her to share her story as it is Domestic Violence Awareness Month and just to be able to... Free somebody else that's listening to this via podcast or even live right now. So, Natasha, tell us who you are. Well, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Um, I'm Natasha White. I am, uh, as Takara said, I'm one of her clients. I am a licensed massage therapist and self-care coach. And I am on a mission to help women who have uh, dealt with some traumatic experiences in their life to um, actually get past those and realize that they are winners and survivors and overcomers and they are not what has been done to them. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm passionate about taking my uh, therapeutic touch to really bring back the the whole idea of positive touch. I think we see negative touch, we experience negative touch, and of course, people don't really want to talk about it, but it is something that exists on a daily. <laughs> and a lot of people are hurting because of it, and a lot of people are stunted in their growth because of it. I am guilty. Um, have As Takara definitely knows, I've had my challenges trying to get past some things because I'm holding on to some stuff, but I'm working to continue to push and that's a good thing. I'm pushing. So I'm so excited to just be here and to hopefully bless somebody who needs to hear what, you know, I have to say. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and even the word tells us that we definitely indeed overcome by just sharing the testimonies of what we've been through. And I know your story. Um, share a little bit with the audience as much as you feel comfortable in reference to your experience with domestic violence? Um, well, I pretty much, I would say, I had kind of went through it for a couple of years. Um, I was married at the time. Actually, I experienced some of the abuse before I got married, but I was in this mindset that, oh, love will change everything. Love will, mm. 
you know, conquer all, love would, you know, you know, defeat whatever battles we were facing, and it didn't. Um, when I got married, it actually escalated even worse. So it was like it went full throttle, basically. And, um, you know, it was just to the point where no matter what I did, just never seemed to be enough. I thought, if I do this, maybe this will make him do that. If I, you know, if I be able to, if I say I had this going on, maybe this will work. You know, so I was just using all these, trying to figure out all these different type of tactics to lessen the blow to me, you know, you know, slaps to the back of the head. Um, one moment I had it, I was just like, I got to get out of here and try to run out. And he, he chased me out the, the apartment and literally dragged me back up the stairs. Um, so it was just like, okay, I'm just literally stuck. I don't, I don't have nowhere else to go. Um, um, I'm at a point where I, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> and and that's literally how I felt. I lived in um, Oak Park, Illinois at the time, and they had this uh, freight train area where the CTA trains also run, and I used to always just think, if I can just get on this train, nobody would miss me. I could just disappear. I don't, you know, I could just start all over, and I used to think it all of the time. All of the time, I used to have this thought because I just truly hated going home. When I got off work, it was just like, I don't want to go home because I had no peace of mind there. I had no sanctuary there. Um, I just felt like I was so unwanted, and I felt like I was lost, and nothing else was going to get me out of this situation no matter what I did. So I... um, made the decision uh, when I did get um, pregnant, I found out I was pregnant, not that I wasn't happy that I had my child, that's the best thing that came out of my situation, but it was a moment where I was on the phone and I was talking to my sister and I don't know what was going on in his head at that moment in time, he unplugged the phone and he had this thing where, you know, you sometimes just want to get away and just kind of like regroup, separate yourself. Well. I couldn't do that. He would like he was, you know, close the door to the room and not let me out. So I was like, okay, fine. So I just started throwing stuff in the room. I wasn't throwing anything directly at him. I was just throwing stuff. And I guess something must have hit him. I don't know. Before I knew it, his hand was around my neck. I was literally dangling off the floor. He had me by one hand. And in my mind, I was thinking, this is it. Uh, this is how my life is going to end. This is the baby's not even going to be born. I was two months pregnant at the time. I'm just like, this is it. I'm, I'm not. This is it. And I was getting lightheaded. I was kicking, hitting with my hands. None of that was working because his adrenaline was just that high. And I was just thinking, Lord, what? You know, okay, this. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> And it was by the grace of God, in my opinion, you know, that He let me go. I fought off the dizziness. I got the heck up out of there, and I was like, I am not coming back. It was it, because I definitely did not want to bring a child into that environment. And once I got out of there, it was, I was done. <laughs> I was done. I was not coming back. And I literally waited until he left the apartment before I came back, took him off the lease. I did all of that. Wow. And that was literally, once I got him out, that was the best sleep I had had in months, best sleep. 
but I knew I had to do something to not only protect myself, but also had to protect the unborn child that I was carrying. And I wasn't about to have a child come into that type of environment. Wow. 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 Sheesh. I'm speechless. I didn't know that part. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, it's it's a whole lot, lot, lot more. That was just a clip, no version of it. I experienced a whole lot. (laughs) I mean, but you said so much in that, you know, I even go back to even my situation. It took me more than one time for his hands to be put on me to leave. Like, you had your mind made up that this was going to happen once and that was it. Yeah, well, no, it, it wasn't that it happened. It didn't happen okay. once. It happened several times. I had things that had to, I had been choked before we got married. Mm. So that had happened before we even got into the marriage piece. It just that everything escalated even more after the fact. And I, I experienced so much in the midst of that time frame after getting married and being out there, and that was like a year. So a whole year, um, I've had experiences of him not picking me up from work. I, I, when I tell you I was living paycheck to paycheck, I worked a great job, was getting paid well, but I was more broke married than I was being I've ever ever been single. I was more broke because he was stealing out of my accounts. I had to put codes on the accounts so that I couldn't, so he couldn't have access to them because I was just losing money and money and money because of him constantly doing the things that he was doing. And nothing I did, you know, try to be there, try to, I even faked an abortion just to think that that would like, you know, shock him into, you know, hey, this person is, is going through something. None of that worked. So when I tell you, it was just on and on and on, but I think what made it just so profound for me to make the decision to leave was I was pregnant. I'm two months pregnant. Here you are. You got me dangling. My feet are dangling from the the floor, and I'm losing air. I'm, I'm literally losing air because you're choking me just as tight, and nothing I'm doing is stopping you from you know, taking my life or the child's life that we're that I'm carrying, and once he let me go, that was it for me. Cause I was like, no, I am not about to jeopardize a child coming into this world, into this environment. I cannot do it. It's not fair to the child. It's not, you know, I've I've endured enough, <laughs> yeah. and I knew that 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 for me was my. It was it. I didn't care about marriage vows. I didn't care about are you my husband. I didn't care about none of that. I just was like, I want to make sure this unborn child will be safe when this child comes into the world because God gave me that opportunity to bring her into the world, and I'm so grateful for my child. And Takara knows me and my daughter are like inseparable. Buddy, buddy, buddy. Yes. <laughs> because... You know, I, I made a choice for her life because it wasn't, you know, children suffer at the hands because they feel like, oh, the, the the person that's there feel like they don't have nowhere else to go. And a lot of these, these children suffer because they're seeing this abuse and they're in this environment. And I didn't want her to have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. I did not want her to. I didn't grow up in an abusive household. And I definitely didn't want to have a child grow up in an abusive household. So I was just like, no, this is it for me. I can't. 
I cannot. I made a decision. I had to have, I had the police escort me back to the apartment that night to get my stuff out because they would not take him out. I requested and I told them. I was, I'm putting in a domestic report. They would not take him out of the apartment. So I said, well, fine. Escort me and I'm going to take my stuff and I'm getting out because I am not staying here. I can't stay here. I said, my life is in jeopardy right now. I cannot stay here with this person. So they escorted me, got my stuff, and I left. And I was gone for two weeks because I told this, I told my husband at the time, I said, I'm not coming back to this apartment till you're gone. You have to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't stay there with you. I, I just can't. I said, I've, done, I've endured enough. I can't do it anymore. I can't. So that was the decision I definitely had to make, and it was because I was pregnant. I don't know. I can't say whether or not I would have made it right then and there if I wasn't expecting, but Mm. that was really the profound thing that my baby is about to die, and I'm not going to get to see her. Mm. And this is it. You know, and that's basically what my thought was when I was losing consciousness while he was choking me at that point. I was just like, this is it. You know, what else is it there for me at this point? And that's how I felt. When he let me go, I was like, I got my opportunity. I better make it now. <laughs> so wow. that was the decision I made. Wow. So that baby was your saving grace because as soon as you said it, it was just like that was your blessing. That yeah. was the aha mm-hmm. moment for you. Yeah. Yeah. But it kind of alludes to the fact that, you know, we don't care enough about ourselves Mm -hmm. to save ourselves just for ourselves. Like I feel like we, um, we'll save somebody else before we save Save ourselves, ourselves. especially our children. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think we just have to get to a place to where we love ourselves enough to say enough is enough Mm -hmm. in certain situations. Um, because we matter too. It's a lot that we take just off the strength. Okay, it's me, but don't mess with you know who's connected to me, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, it, we just have to move to a space to where we can be that strong for ourselves. Because yeah. I mean, if we're not there, we're not going to be able to be there to protect those people that are connected to us. So we just exactly. definitely have to put ourselves first. Um, so that we can be whatever we need to be for others. Thank you so much for sharing because there's so many women that I know and even men that that can benefit from you sharing what you shared. Um, the fact that you are at that place where you can talk about it and that's healthy for not just you but your daughter and anybody else who's around you who needs to hear your story and just thank you for taking the time to share that with us this morning what would be something or a couple words of encouragement that you would say to a woman who is dealing with something of that nature right now and just may not see a way of escape um the biggest thing is that there is an escape, um, and, and as the other young lady said on the, on there, that love yourself enough to know that you have the strength to walk away. You have the strength to get away. There are um, places out here that actually are for 
you know, women who are trying to escape a situation, and they are safe havens. They literally are secretive. I, I experienced that with my situation. There is a very secretive thing where they make sure that that person is safe and that they can come there and that they're able to be okay from their, uh, you know, their attacker and to just know that you are not alone. Somebody out here is here that can give you a helping hand. You are not alone. I felt alone a lot. I felt alone a lot. But believe me, there is something out there. And I didn't know about this place that assisted me after I put in my domestic um, report. I didn't even know they existed. They reached out to me. So there are places that are looking to see when somebody puts in a domestic report or whatever, they will reach out to you. So just keep the fight and know that you can leave. You know that you are able to get the help that you absolutely need and stay encouraged for that to know that you are loved you are valuable you are important there's a reason for you being here and you have a purpose and it's not to be somebody's punching bag but you are somebody who's able to be loved and cared for like you need to be wow thank you you're welcome gabby you have anything I just think it's amazing that um, at some point you realize that you needed to get out. Because there are women who have children who are pregnant that still stay. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So thank God that you thought enough um, of yourself in that moment and your child to, you know, no matter what um, pain or hurt or trauma you experienced, to get out and save your life and your child's life I, you know something like that can't be easy you know i think we're no. used, we get used to it and we think at some point you know we think it's acceptable or this is the norm or and then it's somewhere in there you know you settle um but all I for think, the sake of love all for the yeah mm-hmm. or just to feel wanted or whatever the case may be but I think it's amazing when you have you see like that small light at the end of the tunnel mm. and you decide to take that chance. Like yeah. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know how Jesus. I'm gonna make it, but mm. I gotta I gotta live mm-hmm. and choose life. So I think it's amazing that you um, had enough courage to do it because it's scary. Yeah, it's yeah. scary. It's, it's very scary. <laughs> it's extremely scary, and you don't know, you know. Um, being that I was not probably about, I would say, five, four months or so after that, the, the, the apartment complex that I was living in, I asked to live into a smaller place, but they wouldn't assist me. And when I tell you I was so, you know, financially strained, I was like, oh, my God, I don't have no place to go now. Mm-hmm. I, now that I got this person out of my situation, you know, out of my place, I didn't have no place to go. And I was in a place of, I'm just, I got a newborn. I don't know where I'm going to go. I was literally ready to go live in a shelter because I didn't want to bring my burdens back to my mother's house. And I know that's crazy, but I just felt like that was kind of how I was raised. You know, right. you grow, you, you take care of, you, you do, you don't bring your crap back to my house. Right. So I didn't want to do that. But by the grace of God, when I tell you, God just mapped it all out for me and 
it was good that I made that decision because I had so many times made the decision to walk away and came back. Mm. Because, like she said, you get caught up and you think you don't have nothing else better that you you know love will prevail or whatever. But that's not love when somebody's abusing you. Yeah, learning, that's not love at all. Learning what loves really look like, like I think that'll assist a lot of people in making that decision. Um, mm-hmm. Because love doesn't abuse, Mm-mm. right? In in exactly. any form. So, um, and just realizing that love starts with yourself first, mm-hmm. like before exactly. you even you know fathom coming together with someone else, you have to value you, and you have to know who you are, and you have to be whole as a person. Um, and I think you know people get in relationships young. Mm-hmm. And they're still finding themselves and still looking for certain things in life that they yeah. think that they can find in another individual. Um, but that's that's just not the case. So I think if we just, you know, educate ourselves on relationships and connections, whether it's a romantic relationship, you know, friendships, whatever, mm-hmm. like we just really have to know, like when you're interacting with another person, you have to draw those lines and boundaries of what's okay and what's not okay. Right. Mm-hmm. That is so true. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you all for having me. I appreciate it. And I truly hope, you know, my story blesses many, many, many more, you know, to see that they have, um, there is a light at the end of the tunnel and you can escape that situation. Absolutely. So if anyone is interested in reaching out to you to maybe chat have you as their coach to walk them through this or your massage therapy services how can people get in touch with you um they can reach me at my uh, business line it's 872-221-0073 i'll repeat that that's 872-221-0073 Amazing. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. you. Appreciate you too. All right. Talk (laughs) with you soon. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye bye. That's powerful. Indeed. It's deep. It is deep. And when you think about just the different things people go through and you look at them and you wouldn't even know that that's their story because Mm -hmm. they don't look like it. They're not out there talking about, girl, let me tell you what happened to me. Mm -hmm. You know, just really in a place of. It happened. Let's move on. Let me be my best self. And just, she said it. She's working on being who she has been created to be in spite of mm. what she's gone through. And that's deep. And that's deep. So with that being said, we're going to transition. But before we do, a little bit of Jill Scott. I'm talking about living a life like it's golden. Mm-hmm. I think it's perfect. Here we go.
Jill Scott and living your life like it's golden. Yeah, that just yeah. upped the vibe a little yeah. bit. <laughs> she actually really good live. I don't listen to Jill like that. Like what? I'd, I'd probably not be like, oh, let, let me listen to some Jill. No, but she is bomb live. I saw her. Same thing with Anthony Hamilton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So surprised. Yeah. I love Anthony. Wait, uh, but he, classics right there. I don't right. like. I don't play him like that. Listening to my listening to him in my uh, car, but live. First of all, his band gotta, is bomb. You gotta listen to like the first three albums he first mm, ever came out with, nah. like the ones that wasn't really promoted. Charlene, listen. Charlene is annoying. Let me tell you, Charlene. If you go back to that man, like Charlene, please. Oh my God! That's my jam. You gotta do it, Charlene. Come on, this man is banging. Yeah, on repeat. Like, talk about road trips. Uh, throwback music, so child for sure, for sure. I haven't seen him live. I haven't heard really too many great he's things still about his live about performances. I heard that he mm. sucked live. Oh, but Anthony Hamilton, his band is bomb. That little man can dance. The, okay? the Hamiltons, <laughs> hold on, hold on, the Hamiltons. <laughs> he be his little twinkle toes across the stage. Oh, yeah. 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 That man. 
man yeah. is yes. Bob. He's amazing. When I when I tell y'all, he takes his work serious. Yeah, he loves it. You can tell, and it sounds good. I love I love live music. I love going to concerts. Jill did the most though with that one. Nah, but she always liked that though. But you know what? No, she always liked that. But she said that too. She said she's always like that. She always does stuff like that anyway. That video just so happened to get so much buzz. But then she even had said, I think she did like a video and she was like, y'all do too much. She's like, I wish I would have never did the video because now people looking at me like I'm crazy for stuff that I always do at a show. It's it's part of the performance too, like that visual. Yeah. But I've seen crazy stuff. You have to understand, she's a poet. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. So yeah. she's very like a. If you think about a slam poet, you are just so enwrapped into whatever it is that you're doing. That's a great way They're of like painting really a picture, picture of their you. words. Yeah. It's just like instead of just standing there watching them say things on it's a microphone, so much more, you get it's very vivid. You gravitate towards it. Yeah. Like, that's just who she is. And yeah, that's beautiful though. Thank God she is unapolog- unapologetically herself. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She's true to herself. She's very authentic with herself. She, she don't need to show comfort. Do you think no it was way. a big deal just because it was just Jill Scott and people hold nah. her to a higher standard? Because I've seen... I think so. Have you ever been to, like, a Janet Jackson concert or, like, Tiana Taylor? I've seen videos of, like, literally, like, it looks like she's having sex. I mean, it was on her husband at the time. I mean, no, she's still married. Yeah, I, I get what husband, you're saying, yeah. they're like... Because that stuff is expected of those right, kinds of artists. Yeah. I've never... I, I went to my first Jill Scott concert this past summer, and she didn't do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But in regards to that, I've never seen her like. It's the more private. Intimate I've never. I never shows. knew she did that. Now I knew, and I guess since I don't listen to her like that too, but everybody's like, "Have you listened to the words in her song?" Like, <laughs> she is very graphic. Very graphic. Why, why, why are we surprised? It's not, it, it, honestly, surprised? I was like, I "Why are you. people like going in on her right now?" Because. She, like they didn't her, know. Her right. music Y'all don't be listening so to Jill. Right. It is, and it's just so like, oh yeah, I and can relate with you, baby. You <laughs> like because a lot of people was cracking jokes on her, talking about, oh, you know, she always talking about grits and food and grits. Yeah. Like, girl, yeah. Oh, why she got them grits, <laughs> girl? <laughs> <laughs> like, ooh, <laughs> collard greens, everything. It was like, ooh, yes. What I love about this show is that we ultimately have fun. So if you want to join in on the fun and you want to be on the yeah, show, come through. Come through. Send us an email to WT. I'm sorry, VTWS at VOSINT.com. I'm giving the show a whole new name. VTWS at VOSINT.com. And follow us on the gram. The gram. Vault underscore talk. Real simple. Oh. I get triggered every time you say underscore because I feel like you're going to keep going. going. <laughs> but you're not. And no. my like, Gabby traumatized. <laughs> 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 the underscore. No, my therapy. Like, like, heal that hurt, girl. I bet she be going to therapy like, let me tell you <laughs> what she did. Okay? With the Instagram. Why? Why? <laughs> Since we're talking about traumatic situations, your story matters. If you're looking to publish a book, 
Yes. Look no further. Voss Publishing is here for you. Send an email to Voss Publishing at V-O-S-I-N-T dot com. Again, Voss Publishing at V-O-S-I-N-T dot com. Come on. Do you have any other segues for our PSA announcements we have? You don't even know. Come on, Gab. I mean, you did good. I did good. You did a lot longer with all the underscores. No, I know, right? God is doing a new thing. Hallelujah. Oh, Speaking of a new thing, we haven't heard the theme song in two weeks. Uh, she just call really? it out. Yeah, no, I'm just you saying. know what? Let's do this. Let's open it up. We need a theme song. Ooh. Oh, y'all do? We do. Yeah. We Look at Liz over song. in the corner talking about, oh, y'all do? Okay, yeah, we do, Liz. Oh, wait. Wait. Let's ask Liz. Did you like the theme song that was played? It was cool. No, honestly, she's an artist. It's, she no, gonna keep like, it real. What did you like? Honestly, about it? it's it's a really cool. It's a, it's a catchy. Yeah, very catchy. Thank you. Okay, mm-hmm. we're tired like, of it now. I, catchy <laughs> shark, like I mean, catchy like, like baby shark. I knew she was going there. Annoying, like, no. Or catchy like man, this. It, it had a a nice. It, it had rhythm, a nice ring to it. Nice ring, a nice little. Eclectic sound or whatever. No, 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 just anyway. so y'all know, yes, I'm going to be leaving. Yes. I'm going to go home because oh. <laughs> I'm going to announce it. I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am Yay. legit, wait, one week away from being seven months pregnant. Wow. And because we talk about support and we yeah. talk about looking for, you know, I need help. Help. Yeah. Come on. I'm needing that help. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to go home for a little while so that I can get my finances my head right my baby right and get everything where i need it to be so that i can come back strong girl yeah so we're gonna just do what we gotta do i held that in for so long you did i'm not gonna say nothing on air no i don't know who's listening how you feel now uh, i feel better i feel very excited to know that baby e is coming and you know i'm excited that he is a boy thank god yes uh because god knows i couldn't oh Girl, what a girl. Mm-mm. He know me. He know me well. <laughs> he know me well. But uh, whatever I got, it was gonna be, going to be a blessing. And um, I was in denial for quite some time. Yep. And it was just like, oh, no, nah, that's not real. Yep. <clears throat> and then I slept all day. And, you know, things happened the way that they happened. And I'm very blessed. And I'm thankful that God put me in a position to not only realize what's coming ahead and the new season that I'm about to transition, well, new chapter that I'm about to transition to, but it's really opened my mind up and my uh, my comprehension up and my communication and understanding who I am as an individual wow. that I'm going to be, be able to provide for this child wow. and the people that are around me and the people that are supporting me and the people that, you know, continue to look up to me, which is funny to me, but at the same time, like, oh, okay. Oh, this is very interesting. Mama Liz. Yes. Yeah, so. Because you are who you are no matter what you go through. Like, mm. people still going to, you know, look to you for that thing that you give them. It, it doesn't take away from who you are. Mm-hmm. But I think you're in a good place now to 
actually bring another life into the world because you are so open and you know that you have the support because we have a lot of young girls having babies. Babies, yeah. And it ain't easy. Nope. So, you know, just to be in a place of, you know, you got your head on right. You Acceptance, got, man. Yeah. <laughs> Acceptance like, and say, ooh, praise God, because he knows what he's doing. Okay. Yeah, oh, I may not know, yeah. but God Amen. knows. Okay. That's Can I good. Say somebody That's mama. Good. Shout out to you. I was. <laughs> Shout out to all the mamas out there. Y'all do y'all thing. I was at work yesterday, and I have one um, one of my students. She recently just started calling me mom out of nowhere. Wow. And she, but she comes from a loving home. Like the family is, oh, I love the family. So she has a mom and a dad and they're together. <laughs> she still calls me mom. Whatever. But it's annoying. Like every five seconds, mommy, mommy, mom. One, I literally had to be like, girl, listen. And you please don't even have kids, stop. so no. Just, I need a second. Please, just stop. And I'm usually really good at, like, tuning kids out. Like, mm. when they cry, I don't even notice. Like, I feel like unless a body part is falling off or you're bleeding or, like, you're convulsing Life on the floor. Life or death. You, literally, they're fine. They're, mm. they're, they're, <laughs> I promise you, they're fine. Yep. <laughs> um, but all I heard was, mommy, mommy, mommy. Stop. So did you correct the child and be like, look, call me. Miss, yeah, and then she's know. still gonna do what she wanna do. And mm. at that point, it's just like, okay, whatever. Like, I really don't. I mean, I really don't mind them calling me that. Honestly, truly, mm-hmm. I really don't. And I'm just realizing it gets annoying. Kids just want to be hurt. You know mm. what I mean? It gets annoying sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> I mean, if you say it once, okay, fine. But the mommy, mommy, mommy. Yeah, it's like that Stewie oh, uh-uh. episode. We gotta stop because this is not a guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it sends out those triggers, don't it? Like, hold up. It just makes me I need a moment. No, it legit makes me thankful. Like, God. Motherhood takes a lot of patience. It, it will, if you don't have none, you're going to get you some. You're going to get some. Yeah. Real quick. Okay. <laughs> and I used to I be pray. telling people, like, yes. I don't have the time for this. It's zero tolerance Listen, for this. Listen, okay? I used to pray for patience, and I definitely got it uh, from Ooh, my child. Now, that's a thing to pray for. Yeah, and you better be careful. It. You better be, be ready. Be careful for what you pray be for. Be careful, because God will send it to you. Yes. And, uh, if you're not prepared. <laughs> yes. I wasn't praying for patience but i'm thankful <laughs> okay. I, just, okay. I think you're gonna be fine though Boy, boys are great girls are great too yeah i guess but my mama was wishing and everybody else that was wishing for a girl <laughs> see when i Deuces. think of a girl i think of, my mind instantly goes to you have to get the outfit then you got to get shoes to match the Mm-mm. outfit excessive expensive the, high uh, maintenance hair done mm-hmm. wait a mm-hmm. minute can i just have the kid i don't like like what do you mean accessories boys yeah. just want toys and, and they, they don't mind if you it. beat up on them <laughs> i can throw <laughs> that boy across the bed and he'd be like do it again bobby <laughs> i already i already see they it in my mind yes. i already see it in my mind i'm like yeah. i'm be punching you up in a good way it's gonna be play fight but then i had a dream that other night that literally had to I had to like ooh I have to like cater that and make sure that I explain that in the best way possible that a you know two year old or three year old can understand yeah that you know you can't beat up on other girls yeah we play fight that's different okay but right in real life (laughs) because you know I'm thankful that you know my brother has 
you know, I'm very, very, th- and I, I know that God has his reasonings. But yeah, my um, my brother actually had his um, little girl, you know, his wife and him had their first child. Mm-hmm. And then I'm having my first child. And then, you know, if all goes well, my it other brother will have his first child <laughs> all within a year of each other, wow, hopefully. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's a... I said, well, technically, I won't need brothers and sisters for a while. Exactly. Uh, you got that one well right there. That's who they are. A while, forever. Yeah. You don't want no Listen, my son and my you nephew did. are literally like six months apart. Yeah. And they grew up together. So Yeah, so I'll be go. five months apart. It'll be a girl. So it's a girl. And then I'll have my boy. And I'll be like, oh, God, it's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I said, but you, but. What I do with my son, because I'm rough around the edges, so I already know that whatever I do with my son, I'm going to have to go back to him and be like, you can't do that to your cousin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't do that to your sister. Yeah, you know, no like, that you can't do that. You know, I know y'all, we play. That's different. Okay? <laughs> but you have to be gentle. You can't hit her. You can't, you know. <laughs> We'll figure it out the, when that the girls day comes. Be the rough ones. My brother, I have an older brother. I have two older sisters and an older brother. But my brother was the nice one. I was the one people had to be like, Naji, you can't be beating yeah. people up. You have You're some girls like, like that. Down, I'll be like, eh. questions and they just they just i mean there's nothing wrong with that but it's just like kids you just gotta ask them is it an emergency no all right it can wait what's an emergency (laughs) if you have to go to the bathroom or if you're gushing blood those are my expectations if that's not happening if it has nothing to do with what we're talking about hold that thought Mm. (laughs) but parenthood is different gaffy (laughs) you can't send them nowhere else you You gotta take hold that thought There's a balance. It's a balancing act, and I'm thankful for friends who have definitely gave me like mommy one on one lessons and like the one o twos and the three o threes and all this other class lessons I've learned along the way. And honestly, it's like you just kind of deal as you go. You learn as you go. And there is, I mean, they make books about it, but there's Mm -mm. nothing that can really prepare you Mm -mm. for your child and your situation. They're all different. Every pregnancy is different. Different, You know, that whole process is different. Um, It varies from individual to individual. So it's just like you just have to be strong within yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, your faith and your relationship with God, and that's what's going to get you through. Definitely have your support, you know, your team you there do. to get that baby while you sleep. Okay. Because <laughs> yes. I've been enjoying it now, but I ain't going to have it later. <laughs> but, yeah. I have a question. Uh, I was, okay, I was watching a video this morning, actually, um, and it was of... Meghan Markle? Is that the one who married the prince? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And she was, it was just a short clip and someone was interviewing her and they literally just asked her like how she was doing. Like, is she okay? Um, Just a general question. And so she started talking about how um, basically she just feels a lot of pressure and it's a lot um, being newly married. It's a lot also being a new mom. And then on top of that, she just has all these responsibilities 
just within the royal family mm-hmm. and she was just she was like you know i'm okay you know but you know it's a lot and so then the guy who was interviewing her he was like well you know would it be safe to say that maybe you're really not okay i mean you can just tell Ooh. she was just in a place and she just looked at him and she was like yeah you know like thank you for asking because it is a lot being a new mom you know mm-hmm. and trying to figure that out so just keeping with the same flow of mental health i know isha mm-hmm. you are a mom um and you're so you're you're a mom yeah, now I'm, but i mean your child isn't here just yet but you're a mom now what is that like just mentally just from finding out you're going to be pregnant through that process of being pregnant to finally have having the child um because I know it can, your body goes through so many changes, and I don't think people really, aside from your body going through changes, I know your mind is going through a lot too. It's a lot to take on, and even if you do have the support, you know, I've not pregnant, I'm, I'm not a mom, but I can only imagine, like, even with having the support, um, it can still be a difficult thing to go through. So how? Uh, Isha, how have you handled it? And Liz, for you, how are you handling it right now? Oh, let me think back some years. Because <laughs> my baby is not a baby anymore. But um, it was scary at first, mm-hmm. especially not having been in that situation before. Okay, you wrap your mind around the fact that, okay, this is happening. <laughs> Ain't no turning back. I'm not considering any other options, so it, it's a go. You know, we moving forward. Yeah. Um, dealing with the certain things that come with it, like the sickness and just adjusting to that. Um, like I said, it's different for for everyone. Did so you experience I, I definitely did. Um, what was that like? Right off the bat. It was horrible. Um, nausea. Just like random, so it's just like puke moments in the middle of Walmart. It's it's yeah, it's it's really horrible. Um, oh, somebody geez. suggested salt and vinegar. I, I do hate too. Feeling nauseous. Oh my gosh! <laughs> somebody suggested salt and vinegar chips to me yes. to kind of soothe oh. the nausea. So that helped a little. I think it was the vinegar or salt, maybe. But I don't know. But anyway, so you know, I've tried <laughs> little things to kind of cope. Um, certain smells just like threw me so I was working at the time I was working at uh firehouse subs and they had this big bucket of pickles is that a craving no it was like repulsive to me like I hated it I hate like some people love pickles I hate it I love the smell of it like (laughs) that just so yeah ultimately I stopped working there I couldn't couldn't do it like (laughs) the whole smell of the place was just like too much too much for me so you, you know you go through those different changes and really just having to um adjust the most important thing is to have someone there like mm-hmm. that emotional support mm-hmm. uh, most people can depend on their mom if you don't have that i just i mean find somebody like because mm-hmm. yeah. you definitely need that support Um, going through and you're bringing another life into the world and that's a big responsibility Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah once I got through that I was still in college at the time still working Um, so I'm just still trying to do life while going carrying this life and you know so um, just 
building that connection, working on that bond even while the child is in the womb. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't have, well, some, I wouldn't say a lot, some people don't have that um, even. They just don't feel that connection with their child, which is strange to me. But, um, yeah, so I remember doing a lot of praying before my, my child got here, mm-hmm. just, you know, on little things um, and just preparing. My biggest thing was the whole, the actual process of it all actually giving birth labor and delivery Woo. i'm over here trying not that to is, think about it like forget it well, well, it's okay, scary well, what advice can you give to liz because yes. you're, you're getting ready to be seven months that listen <laughs> you're Everything gonna be laying shaking. on somebody's table and i honestly i'm praying i'm not i, the, ho- I hope i'm squatting somewhere you do, oh. and just being like oh yes get it out do you want to do a you're doing the birth? natural birth yeah God oh well wow your cooch yes I'm just over here. I'm over here, like kind of scared. I'm kind of scared. I'm very nervous. I got no advice for because I didn't do it. I'm very nervous. I don't know what to expect, so I'm not really diving too deeply into my thoughts because it's like you know that can kind of like trip you up. I right now I would definitely say um, research some ways that will make the experience a little less painful. Mm-hmm. Oh, because sure. yeah. the epidural is what we kind of depend on. If we don't, you know, I wasn't even in the mindset of going the natural route. Like, give me the drugs. But yeah, so and that was just the norm. And I figured, you know, that's just how well, that's what people do. Yeah. Um, but I heard horror stories about even that. And it's just like you whatever you choose to do, whichever yeah. way you choose to do it, just brace yourself and um, really commit to it. Cause you, it's a process of getting that child here. So, no matter how <laughs> that you belly. just push. <laughs> Don't <kiss> breathe, <laughs> breathe. <laughs> like a lot of people tend to forget. So, when I was working for chiropractic, the one thing that I could sit there and say that people just forgot how to do was breathe. Mm. Like you're not breathing. Like you're doing a workout. You know, you're doing certain stretches and things. Are you breathing? Cause you don't look like you're breathing. Yeah. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm breathing. I'm talking to you. I was like, it's different. Yeah. yeah. I said, when you are intentionally being intentional with your breathing, when you're taking and you actually feel it and letting it go and you make a sound, it feels great. You feel like you actually relief. could just do like that one exercise that you're doing now is all of a sudden much easier because you're actually taking breath in yeah. and you're releasing it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, and right now you just, if you're holding it, like I, I can imagine that it's, it gets yeah. tense. So like, mm-hmm. I can imagine why you're struggling right now because yeah. you're not doing what you need to be doing. And that's exactly what I find myself doing some days is that I'll just sit back and breathe because at the end of the day, like it clears my mind. It's very cleansing. And it's also reassuring me that it's okay. It's okay. It grounds you in a sense. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Well, then how are you? Going how are forward. you doing mentally, Liz? Like, how are you feeling since? I mean, this is your first child. Oof. Your body is changing. How are you doing? I am as good as I could possibly think that I am. I think that right now I'm in a place of like, ooh, mm-hmm. okay, like this is real. I feel the movement feel it every it's night now a it's, it's a reality you. it's kicking mm. in I'm very very nervous of going home mm. you know but I'm very thankful for the support that I received from it from family friends everyone on that end 
of course I would love things to be a bit different, but at the end of the day, I'm, you know, I can't complain. Yeah. And I won't complain and I'm just going to do what I have to do because right now it's no longer about me because that was the one thing my mom used to tell me um, when I was young. Like she told me young, like eight, nine years old about kids and where babies came from and everything like that. And I remember growing up, they was like, your life is no longer about you when you have a child. Hmm. It's about that baby. Yeah. And I was just like, okay. And I'm in my thirties now, mid thirties and. I literally can say I'm very thankful that God held me down until this time and, and blessed me now because I'm much more in a mental state of wellness. Yeah. And I am like in a place of just being able to identify like if depression seeps in, I can like you have, nope, the, nope, tools. Nope, like, you have the tools. Yeah, I have to the tools to get yeah. yourself out of that. Mm-hmm. That postpartum is is real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, real. you know, so at one point in time, I think when I was like month four, I said, you know, my biggest fear is post is having the postpartum and not knowing how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And then I realized someone actually mentioned to me he was like, if you think it, then that's what's going to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was just like. So I was like, I got to stop thinking it then. I need to find ways of, like, destroying that thought now. Like, Absolutely. getting rid of you it altogether. And, you know, so. um, you have the tools just as far. You've experienced depression before. Yes, and I have so, from college. Yeah. So, I mean, so, I mean, just with that, taking the tools that you have now and the things that you have learned with overcoming that, you mm-hmm. can apply that. You know, one, you can apply that now. now. You can apply that to after the baby gets here. And, you know, it may be a little more difficult. You never know what that experience is going to be like. But thank God that you have the support. Mm-hmm. Thank God that you have the tools. You know what I mean? And thank God your mindset is, okay, um, I have to think about my child. But even in that, and I know it's, and I know it's difficult. I hear moms say this all the time. They put their children first all the time so they forget about themselves. You cannot forget, forget about, about your, yourself. Yeah. If you forget about yourself, it's going to affect your child. Mm-hmm. If you're good, your kid is going to be Absolutely. good. So, my, oh, go ahead. No, I would say this, though. Um, like Gabby was saying, it's good that you have that support. Um, I know a lot of people will offer their support before it's needed. Mm-hmm. So they're very generous with, you know, I'll do this. I'm here for you. You need anything, call me, right? But when the situation actually arise, it's just like Where they at, yeah, everybody <laughs> gonna ghost you. So I think it's important to make you you know who gonna be there though. Mm-hmm. So just make your um, expectations known, or just have like a conversation about it yeah. um, before you're in that situation because we tend to expect certain things of certain people, and when they don't deliver, it's just like you know we end up being upset. And we, you know, it just creates a situation that doesn't have to be because no one can read your mind. Exactly. So communicate, <laughs> even if you think it's understood, just say, look, this is what I expect. What can, are you willing to what deliver? What can and can you not? Do? Right, right, and right, it's right. okay in asking for that help. Yeah. And I know a lot of times um, that we feel like if we need something, we're being a burden to somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
I don't feel like that no more. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's, that's right. good. That's good. I used to feel like that. All, all these the conversations time. we done had here, nah, I feel like that. I think that's great. I don't feel like that no more either. If I and I know who I can really count on, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And then I don't take it personally if somebody can't help me mm-hmm. because maybe they don't have the capacity, absolutely, or they don't have it. And it's like okay. But I feel, I get proud of myself. It's like, yo, I need some help. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what to do, mm. you know, and then move forward. You know what yeah. I mean? So I think that everything that y'all mentioned, I mean, each, like legit, that was my biggest thing, like mm-hmm. in the beginning, because I was like, well, who can I support? Like, who's going to support me when I support myself? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm so very dependent on myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my biggest thing was, okay. Let me take my pride out the way. Let me take my ego out the way. Let me let me chuck that to the side real quick. At the end of the day, this is what I need to do. This is what I'm able to do. I'm going to do that. And then all the rest of it, I'm going to set a very low expectation from other people because I don't expect them to, you know, give up their lives because my life mm-hmm. is, I'm giving up my life. But what I will do is just let you know, like, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm very open. I'm very, doesn't like. doesn't that feel good, though? Like, when you finally get over, like, your ego and then you ask for help mm. and then somebody comes through, yep. like, wow. Like, I could have been doing this all along. Like, like, you yeah. better tell me. <laughs> it's like, hold on. Like, it's all I had to do. Because yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. definitely how it does feel. And then it's just like, oh, it's a, it's a clarifying feeling. And mm-hmm. it's just like, oh. Okay, like it's okay, okay to be in need for one. It's and okay two, to be to ask for help and to be <laughs> vulnerable mm-hmm. because we we live in a society where everybody is just so closed off and we want to portray this perfection. I don't think about and, me, mm-hmm. I don't need nobody. Yeah, okay, but, well you be alone by yourself. And, and God Literally. never intended it nope. to be that no. way. Um, it takes a village, right? Absolutely. So really I you just took that right out of my head. I was just thinking, yeah, that. it takes a village. And the village never stops because even as an adult, I feel like you need it all the more. Mm-hmm. I'm like, like, I'm like, what am I doing? Right. I know we talked about last week. I feel like I'm an adult until we talk about like taxes. Taxes. And <laughs> I'll be like, talk, talk to my mom. My doctor's like, well. When's the last time you've experienced? I don't know. My mom has all of my medical information. Right. I don't know. I can't front that. I literally <laughs> I call my mom for everything medical. Like I don't understand the <laughs> results. Can you log into my chart and tell me what this means? Literally, I've done that to her, and yeah. I'm like so quick to. But that's the thing. Like I know a little, a, a little bit of a lot. Yeah, just to get by. Well, mom knows everything. So but I'm just like, mom. You know, when it comes to this medical stuff. And I'm very thankful in that end because it's like when it comes to medical ordeals, it's like I there's a number of people I can call, but it's like who do I really want to know my info though? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Let me call my mama real quick. Like it says this that. She's like I don't know what you try to say. I'm like screenshot. And I was like all right, well let me screenshot. Log in. Like can you let me know what this means because. I don't know what it means. Yeah. I think my, you know, I think my glucose is low. I don't know. Whatever that right. is. <laughs> Google low. is your best friend, though. Google like, is. Google. Sometimes it sends you on a search, like on a roundabout <laughs> search. Like, uh, you just gotta know. I just need the answer you just to this. Gotta one. Know. Yeah. What does this mean? And you just it gotta but I really feel it. like we definitely have to step in. You know, that place of where we hold our moms, especially mm-hmm. if you're going to be a mom to, you yeah. know, you have a kid or whatever, because we don't want to think about it, but they're not going to be here always. No. So we definitely want to have that knowledge. I know you think your parents going to live forever, Gabby. I got to. <laughs> 
but we have to have that knowledge to to pass on to our kids because if not we're gonna be lost they're gonna be lost their kids gonna be lost and the whole world is just gonna be yeah gone. we don't have you know, gonna be nobody got time for that but speaking yeah. of time we are out of it mm. i know it went that fast it did it's it a good show it that was. list came through she thank did. you for having me y'all yeah. Anytime, girl. Anytime. You know, no. I'm going to be doing the ill pop up when I come back. Like, double dutch. Like, <laughs> nah, not this weekend. Not this weekend. It's right. <laughs> it's too cold outside. I can't come right now. Girl, because, you know, I'm going from one cold weather to another. God bless your minute. Yeah. But. You got time. God bless. Mm-hmm. No, for real. Because mm-hmm. I don't even like the cold here. So. <laughs> We're going to figure it out. Thank you guys for listening. We will, I was about to say, we will see you, but we will talk to you next week.